Let's get nuts. Hello, everybody. What's happening? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your Monday. It is October 16th. That's right, we're already halfway through October. Jesus. Tell you what, this month's just blow right by. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. And I appreciate you guys, of course, clicking in. How you guys doing today, huh? Got lots to talk about, of course. Actually, it seems like there wasn't as much news as there normally is. For a Monday, it seemed like it was pretty slow. You know, not too much like over the you know weekend and whatnot. But hey, we got we got some fun stuff to talk about. I want to guy I want to get your guys' opinion on this uh, Superman casting, Superman Legacy casting, and then of course we're gonna talk about the Deadpool <laughs> Reddit stupid thing that happened. And then Kevin Feige talking about the MCU. We got box office, of course. I know all of you guys saw the Taylor Swift concert movie sure and then of course we got matthew vaughn talking about some things right here so you know let's go ahead and do it who's out there this is this live stream is the best as i say all the time all right we got super gorillas x gorilla x vlogs is superman legacy is going to be great here with star okay there you go we got a fan right there yeah there you go positive i like it Honestly, Kurt's much Kurt much more of a Jonathan Kent than a Jarrell, at least how I see him. Plus, doesn't hurt both he and Costner played Wyatt Earp around the same time. Eh, interesting. There you go. A little correlation right there. What's going on, Ryan? And of course, we have Mr. Fear Jason. Good to see you, buddy. We got RJ right here. Howdy. Good to see you, man. All right. We got Pet as well. Always great to see you. We got Mr. Nobody, everyone. I don't think they'll fully reboot MCU. Soft reboot, maybe. Maybe. Um, let's see. They could use different timelines as a plot point. Put it, uh, but it. I, I said put it, but you said but it. I just read things differently. But it doesn't always work. Just, oh, my God. Don't even get me started about the Terminator franchise when they... <laughs> Jesus Boy, it's been it's been rough for the Terminator franchise, that's for sure. What's going on, James? This is Sparta! We got Max Wolf right here. What is happening? Doing good? Always good. Hopefully some good stories today to discuss. <laughs> yeah. I mean there's some uh, there's some funny stuff. What's going on, Simon? Good to see ya. We got just Preach right here. Hope life is treating you well. Yeah, you know what? Can't complain. Can't complain. What's going on, Axel? Good to see you as well. Let's see. RJ says, Sean Levy was saying today he thinks Deadpool 3 is in danger of not making its release date. <laughs> I won't be shocked. Exactly. I mean, remember, like, last week we talked about how he was confident that they're going to make the release date. But I, I think a lot of us are going, <laughs> no, that ain't happening, dude. With everything that's going on in Hollywood, there's no way that's going to be happening. No way that's going to be happening. So... It sucks. I mean, everything's going to be affected. We're, we're essentially going to get, like, a bunch of reality TV for, like, six months because because there was no writers, no actors. So, obviously, re reality TV is going to be what's going to be happening right there. Oh, Ben, doing some trolling as Ben does. Love you, Mr. Everts. Sell the Snyderverse to Universal or Apple or Amazon. <laughs> there you go. I love that. I love that. What's going on, buddy? Oh, it was great to... Always great to see you in the chat there, Ben. Love it, love it, love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I love it how Ben trolls, too. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, Garza's not around. Somebody's got to do it, right? Someone's got to do it. But uh, anyways, guys, again, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Do all those things. Do all those things. Pretty please. All right. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. I had a pretty kind of relaxing weekend, to be honest. But it just seems like no matter what, I'm always like doing something. Like I, uh, friend, uh, a couple of friend of, friends of mine, they hit me up like the day before um, to be like, "Hey, we're gonna go to a winery," and I hadn't seen them in forever. You know, I haven't seen them since their wedding reception. So I was like, "All right, I guess I'm gonna drive out and go sip some wine with some friends." And it was awesome, actually. It was a cool little winery. 
nice views, uh, good wine, good food too. My God, great food, fantastic food. But yeah, other than that, I try. I I was trying to catch up on on uh, watching things. I finally watched uh, No One Will Save You, that alien movie, the alien type movie that was on Hulu that everybody was talking about a few weeks ago. Uh, finally watched that. Interesting movie. I mean, if you like alien type movies where they're, you know, where, I mean, this one's not like an alien invasion movie, even though it kind of is, but it's just, you know, obviously it's one perspective of, uh, of this, this girl that lives at this uh, house that, that's within like the family. And then of course, yeah, aliens try to, uh, abduct her. It's a very interesting movie because there's literally like, there's probably what six lines of dialogue, four lines of dialogue in the whole movie. The whole movie is just her trying to figure out the situation and, and not get abducted by aliens kind of thing. So very interesting movie. I liked, I liked it. I liked it, actually. I liked it a lot. You know, maybe not like everything, but there were some things where I was like, okay. But, you know, I know the VFX are not the, the greatest, but it's still a pretty damn decent movie. Like, and I've been wanting to watch that for a while now. So finally watched that. Caught up on Loki. Let me just say something about Loki before we uh, dive into everything. Now, obviously, we're going to be talking about MCU stuff. And last week, we talked about how the MCU television has been suffering and we know why now because obviously they kind of revealed that things were not going good when it came to the MCU and television. The Marvel television was just not working. It started off strong with WandaVision, but WandaVision you can't just keep doing. WandaVision was absolutely a, a one-off and it worked even though you know the end, you know the the, the finale was kind of iffy, but the whole show basically worked. And then it, when it came to season one of Loki, everybody thought that worked too. And then just going in and I finally watched the first two episodes of season two. This is what's working. This is what's working when it comes to Marvel television. I love Loki. It's great. Probably love it more than season one of WandaVision or the only season of WandaVision. I'm just saying. I like where this is going. There, there, when it comes to, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing that people are complaining about when it comes to the MCU is all the, all the multiverse stuff. But I think that Loki is really handling the multiverse stuff very well. It really, I, I just, I was watching last night going, this show, I mean, I think season two is going to be better, better than season one. It just seems like they, th this is what is working. This is top tier. This is top tier, you know? When it comes to Marvel television, I'm just, and you can't get rid of Tom Hiddleston. He's too likable, even though, and I love the, the development. And I've seen people, of course, push back on this, which is weird. I don't understand why people push back on it. But it's the fact that we have Loki, who was, who showed up, of course, in the first Thor movie. We know his backstory. And then, of course, he was the big baddie in the first Avengers movie. The fact that he's gone to a, a good guy since you know not fully a good guy he's still going to be mischievous of course it's still loki but the fact that the development from where he was to where he is now it's just it's great it's a great arc it's just a fantastic arc and i don't care what anybody says nobody can convince me otherwise loki is top tier when it comes to what's going on in the MCU and you know, they've been struggling with television and let's face it, we've been seeing the struggles, but at least Loki is still, still putting out some good things. And the first two episodes of season two were absolutely fantastic in my eyes. Absolutely fantastic in my eyes. So, all uh, right. Uh, I think, uh, do I see mama film junkie there? Hi mom. Mama film junkie who just recently went on a trip. So she's back and just good and everything's great. When it comes to that, so. All right, let's see. Loki is the face of the multiverse. Yeah, exactly, at this point. Loki really should be, uh, yeah, I know. And that's what's got, right, you know, that's probably what's going to happen. And, of course, we're going to talk about what what uh, Kevin Feige said when it came to how they were going to approach the new Avengers. But I just, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with the reaction to what's going on with Loki that he would end up being like, hey, maybe make him the leader of the Avengers. I know like the, the big time comic book enthusiasts will hate it, but it's that this is what is working right now when it comes to live action in the MCU. It is what is working. It really is. So, God. Anyways, all right. Let's get that at the weights, huh? 
Let's get to some of these tweets right here. All right. Let's see. We're going to start off with some thing. Let's see. Let me make sure I got everything. Let's, all right. We got everything listed here. Okay, cool. Oh, there's one thing I don't I don't have up right now that I forgot to pull up, but I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it because it has to do with Rebel Moon. So, But we're going to start off right now. Uh, you know, Martin Scorsese. Let's face it. Martin Scorsese. And we, we love the fact that you know, obviously his movie Killers of the Flower Moon is coming out. And guess what? Look at this. So even though it's Apple TV, Killers of the Flower Moon will be the largest theatrical release of Martin Scorsese's career debuting in over uh, 3,500 theaters right here. So, I mean, they're pushing this thing, even though it's Apple TV, right? Am I wrong about that? Yeah, it is Apple. Yeah, I see Eric Davis say you're probably the largest theatrical release for Apple too, and maybe for any film made by a streamer. So this is good. This is good, and this is why it's like, hey, why, you know, Netflix, what the hell? But this is a good thing. The fact that they're, I mean, obviously when you have Martin Scorsese, you're going to give him a, you're, you're going to give him a theatrical release. I mean, but I think a lot of us probably thought it was going to be like a week. It was going to be like a week or something like that. Like uh, they did with The Irishman. Netflix did a week when it came to theatrical for The Irishman. Seems like Apple is like, you know what? We're going to give you 3,500 theaters plus. So this is really good. This is really good right here. We'll see what happens with Rebel Moon, though. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that will also get that, too. Okay, how are we feeling about this, uh, boys and girls? How are we feeling about a possible Channing Tatum as Hal Jordan in James Gunn's The DCU? Talk amongst yourselves. Yes. Uh, I thought about this when I saw this, and I saw this rumor. Obviously, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not translated. It's in Spanish. But, uh, of course, this is coming from John Roca. And his live stream that he uh, does, and he basically revealed that they're looking at Channing Tatum as Hal Jordan. And I quote tweeted myself. I went, "Okay, how is everybody feeling about this? Some people were down. Some people were not. Some somebody actually responded like, yeah, it'd be cool. But as long as he has hair and I'm just kind of going like, "Okay, uh, you're just going by this image right here. I mean, yeah, he has a shaved head right here, but um, Channing Tatum has, you know, when he could grow his hair out, I think it'll be fine. He has a good, he has a good thick head of hair, so you don't have to worry about that. But him as Hal Jordan, and I was like, ah, mm, you know, I'm like, eh, not my first choice, not my first choice, for sure. I think, uh, I think Rebecca from Supergirl Radio, she said he'd be a good guy gardener, but you know, obviously we already have that slot filled when it comes to him. But yeah, I'm like, eh. I mean. Channing Tatum has the superhero look. Uh, he definitely has the superhero look, and naturally it's like, okay, why hasn't this guy been in a superhero movie? I mean, he, you know, obviously he was supposed to be, you know, what's his name in the X-Men? Uh, totally drawn a blank now. Can't even remember the name. But, uh, yeah, why am I just, like, drawing a blank? Somebody help me out with that. Um, you know, my brain just shuts off sometimes when I'm, like, just my mouth just moving. But uh, what's Jesus? Who's yeah? What's his name? Cards and the staff and Jesus. Somebody help me out with this. But uh, I know some. Yeah, James Marsden. Um, yeah. Hold on a sec. Let's see. Ah, do I got that up? <clears throat> Gambit. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Yes, Gambit. My God. Totally was just like, what's the name? What's the name? You know, so, you know, and apparently he might be showing up at Deadpool 3 as, you know, a joke for that. But who knows? Who knows if that's going to be the case? But, uh, yeah, how are we feeling about it? No. OK. Axel says no. Uh, Ryan says I don't mind. Um, let's see who else who uh, who's going to play Lex Luthor and Superman. Yeah, that's still up in the air. Well, the way he looks right there, maybe Channing Tatum will. Recently today, Warner Brothers are preventing James Gunn from having total control of the new DCU in which WB finally stand up to James Gunn according... What? Okay. Recently today? What the hell are you talking about? 
I don't even know what you're talking about. And then, of course, we have Fabian right here. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Hashtag fire James Gunn. Hashtag boycott Superman Legacy. Hashtag make Man of Steel 2 with Cavill. Oh, he's added more hashtags. He's added more hashtags. All right. Well, it's this is the last time. Let's see. Should I? Eh, maybe I should remove him, but I don't know. I don't really care. It doesn't really matter because, again... Uh, some of these guys with their freaking hashtags are absolutely ridiculous. So he added more. I love that. Hashtag make Man of Steel 2 with Cavill. Oh, look at that. He deleted it. Oh, no. Hard Boiled did. Why'd you do that? You didn't have to delete it. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, Eric, you don't have to, like, delete that. But I just think it's funny because it's like hashtags are dumb. I had, you know, somebody, was it was it this weekend or was it the previous weekend? I can't remember, but... Yeah, I think it was this weekend. Again, it's like uh, the hashtags. I mean, Restore the Snyderverse was uh, it was good for a bit, like right after Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. But now it's like there's no way that that's going to happen. And then, of course, Fire James Gunn. That's not going to happen either. I mean, unless, you know, it does end up like miraculously Universal ends up buying Warner Brothers. Maybe then, then it would happen. The news is about WB preventing James Gunn came from the direct article that happened recently. They're preventing James Gunn to do his thing? What the hell? I don't even know. Ah, interesting. See? There's stuff like that. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, is this from DCU Direct? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, the hashtags just were just, Jesus Christ. I mean, I literally had somebody over the weekend or like last week say like, well, if, if you think if you think fire James Gunn and, and hashtag bring back Zack Snyder are bad. Why did I why did I use release a Snyder cut hashtag as if those two hashtags were exactly the same? This is the logic that these guys have. That's the thing. They have this kind of logic of like, oh, yeah, fire James Gunn and bring back Zack Snyder. The same kind of hashtags as release the Snyder Cut. Fuck right off with that shit. It was just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, you actually are saying that those are the same kind of hashtags? It's like release the Snyder Cut was a battle cry to release unfinished work and with everything that happened with Zack, and we succeeded. Okay? Now you have a hashtag where you want somebody to be fired, who is a friend of Zack Snyder, by the way, and then you want Zack Snyder to come back into the madness that is Warner Brothers right now when he's building new shit. You're a selfish piece of shit if you're using these hashtags, okay? So Fabian out there, if you're still watching, you're a selfish piece of shit. <laughs> Stop it, okay? It's all in shambles. Don't bring anybody back that we like into the madness. Let them just try the new shit and see if it works. Stop being selfish. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, so there's that. But then speak of the Snyderverse, I had to uh, bring up this art from Rudy A.O. He just makes excellent work right here. So here's a, uh, a shot of Batfleck right here on top of a gargoyle and bats and everything like that around him. Beautiful. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss when it comes to that. Chef's kiss. See, this is the kind of stuff that I love when we could still we could still represent the Snyderverse in art. That's the thing. You could continue. You could even make stories. You could write stories. You could make art that has to do with the Snyderverse 100% without using stupid fucking hashtags. I like it. I like it. And then I like this too. Something heartwarming right here. Keanu Reeves, best man in the world. You know, he's just a, he's just a saint. And Keanu Reeves just decided to stop and play catch with a football. So we got Johnny Utah or uh, you know uh, Shane Falco right here because he was in. You know, I, I I like to use Johnny Utah because you know Point Break. He was like an ex football star and everything. So they talk about that. But then of course, yeah, there's Shane Falco. Of course, when it came to the replacements. But uh, yeah, we got Keanu Reeves, just being awesome, just just being awesome right here. You know, playing catch. And I love how the security team is around, just like making sure. But I mean, this is just something. Else. All right. I 
Zach to finish the JL stories and then he can move on. Um, I want Zach to make this passion project right now, Antonio, and you should too. And he's going to be doing that probably for the next five years. So, yes, we might actually, like I've said a thousand times, and I know you've probably heard it a thousand times, is maybe we'll get it in some form. It's not going to be live action. Okay, so if you want him to finish the stories, hopefully it could be like maybe in comic book or maybe in animated. So Zach wants to do what he's doing now. Okay, and you better believe that he is probably happy that he's not in the madness of what's happening right now with WB and DC Studios. Got to get that out of your head, Antonio. Right? If you're truly a Zack Snyder fan, you want him to do what he's doing now, and he will probably be doing it for the next five years or so. Original content. That's what's good. That's what we want. Okay, but maybe eventually they'll do some kind of run or something like that. Something like that where it can where he can finish it. In James Wan, we trust. Gargoyles fans, that's right. I wasn't big on gargoyles. I did watch the the cartoon, but I didn't like I didn't I, I didn't dive into it as much as uh some people. I know Scott McClellan, he's like big on gargoyles. I know some other mutuals that I have online that really love the uh, the old cartoon. It's great. It's great. And, uh, you know, everybody's kind of wondering, is there, there's been talks about possibly doing a live action version. Of course, there'll probably be a lot of makeup and CGI and whatever the hell. But yeah, according to the Hollywood Reporter, a live action gargoyle series is in the works at Disney Plus. Yeah, it sucks that it's Disney Plus, but what can you do? Gary um, Doberman and James Wan will develop the series. But again, I just see James Wan right here and I go, yes. All right. You better let James Wan do what, what James Wan can do. He can, I mean, obviously, he's going to try to be, you know, it's James Wan. He's going to add some horror elements to it. 100%. It's James Wan. So I'm like, all right, please, please let him cook a little bit when it comes to this. I mean, obviously, this series is not going to be rated R. It's on Disney+. Plus. They'll try to, you know, but a PG-13, make it at least like a PG-13, Okay. At least make it do that. But at the same time, I do get worried because it is Disney and it is Disney Plus. So I do. I am a little bit worried that a few months from now, we're going to hear that this whole this show has now been dropped. It's not going to happen. James Wan walks away. James Wan's been having a tough year, tough couple of years when it comes to at least what's happening with WBD and uh, Aquaman 2. So. I just, I mean, obviously this is going to be his production company that's doing it, but hopefully this can actually be something pretty good. And, and again, James Wan, we trust. I mean, I trust that guy. He's one of my favorite filmmakers, one of my favorite, you know, directors right now. So, uh, let's see. Don't love the choice of the writer and director because he wrote the nun. Oh, is that the guy who wrote the nun in the Annabelle movies? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, James Wan trusts him. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Nun movies, for sure. Was not a fan of the Nun movies, but uh, I didn't even see the Nun part, too. I thought the first one was like, eesh, you know, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. I want, yes, I want that as well, just after the Netflix movies are done. Okay, so, again, Antonio, you expect, like, okay, so, so Zack Snyder is going to make build a whole universe and spinoffs and everything with Rebel Moon, and then he's going to go to Warner Brothers while they're doing their universe thing and do and, and, and do two very expensive Justice League movies and Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, and everybody's just going to come back. That's, that's, that's where I just go, you know, let it go, let it go. I mean, it's just, yeah, maybe he would come back and do something. But again, if like we're ever going to see a continuation of his Justice League story, it's not going to be live action. It would have to be either animation or comic book form. I mean, you got to like you got to get that in your head, man. Got to get that in your head. <sighs> Let's see what else we got. I like Zack and Gunn. I just want this anger to be over so Zack does those movies. At least some people are finally happy. Well, I'm just saying. I thought his deal with Universal could never work what okay anyways you gotta let it go let it go okay uh let's see and then there was uh speaking of Zack snyder let me uh let me find i've i totally just like meant to bring up 
some things that were uh, shown today when it came to some posters, some posters, at least when it came to uh, Rebel Moon. It's pretty interesting. A lot of people were talking about them, but, uh, I, I, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Like, if you guys, obviously Rebel Moon's coming out. I'm not sure exactly what this is, but I saw, like, the Rebel Moon Twitter handles, like, like showing off some of these posters and 3D posters and even some merch right here. So if you actually go to this, it's Pyramid International Collections Rebel Moon. And in a universe corrupt, obviously, they give it a little synopsis, but they got like all this right here that were like being shown. So some more Rebel Moon craziness right here. I don't know if these are actually legit or what, but this was pretty cool right here. This uh, 3D poster. Look at that of Jimmy. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I got to get some Rebel Moon merch, too. I didn't. uh I didn't gather them, but hmm, looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. So yeah, some more stuff right there. Again, I'm not exactly sure. Like uh, when it comes to when it comes to uh, how legit all that stuff is, but uh, yeah, there it is. There's some Rebel Moon stuff, and then there was another thing too. Sorry, let me find it here. <laughs> it's pretty funny. This next thing, if I can find it. Nope, come on, where are you at? There it is. This is pretty cool right here, I thought, as well. Um, here we go. Is it pretty crazy that a guy who played Batman is going to receive the first ever Gotham visionary icon and creator tribute? What? Look at that pretty crazy he's gonna get he's gonna get at this year's gotham awards ben affleck's gonna get the first ever gotham visionary icon and creator tribute that's pretty good good job ben good job ben pretty crazy so it's just kind of funny because a lot of people are of course making the joke that yeah batman Batman himself is receiving a Gotham Award, but it just kind of shows you right there. It's like, hey, yeah, Ben Affleck, he's great. He's fantastic. Going to open up the article right here, but yes. <sighs> ben Affleck's heir to receive the inaugural visionary icon and creator tribute right there. So, yes, his uh, – and anybody who hasn't seen Air, please do yourself a favor. It's great, both gripping and hilarious. Air is a deeply refreshing reminder to the film industry that audiences respond to smart, original narratives, said Jeffrey Sharp, executive producer of the Gotham Film and Media Institute, by capturing the dramatic story behind the most monumental partnership in the history of sports making. The film highlights the power – of knowing your worth and using that knowledge to take the right risks. We are privileged to honor both the story behind a legend and the air team who brought that story to life with a visionary icon and creator tribute. Good job, Ben. Good job. You know, Ben Affleck, also one of my favorite directors working right now because he's great. And again, it's like... To star in, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna like go into it, not gonna go into it, but you know, you guys know where I was going with that, right? I mean, come on, it's all right, it's fine, but yeah, congratulations, Ben, congratulations. All right, what are we talking about here? What are you guys talking about? Talking James Wan deal that was reported earlier this year that he could only work for Universal. Did I freeze? Oh, no. I think I froze. Oh, there we go. Is it back? Uh-oh. What the hell? Don't do it. Don't do it. I think I'm back. Sorry. If oh, no. Did it disconnect? Oh, no. Should be good. Oh, no. Don't tell me it ended. All right. We're good. We're good. <sighs> I gotta love it. Not sure what happened there. We had a little glitch in the matrix. Is it working? 
Okay, I think we're good. Ugh. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, let's see. I'm talking James Wan deal. Yeah, I don't remember that. It would be a shame if the actors of Rebel Moon cannot. Yeah, can't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where's Jose? Oh, yeah, Jose's not here, huh? Okay, we're good. We're good. All right, I think we're good. <laughs> Anyways, sorry about that. Sort of tripping, tripping out right there. So, all right. Let's go ahead and talk about the main topic then. Now that everything looks to be good, hopefully it should be good. But let's talk some rumors. All right, how are we feeling about this? You guys know which rumor I'm talking about when it comes to Superman legacy casting. Obviously, we know that James Gunn did respond to a fan on whatever social media that he is currently on right now, saying, you know, saying that yes, as soon as the actor strike does end. He will be they will be releasing more Superman legacy castings and a rumor from Mr. Daniel RBK is suggesting that, yes, Mr. Kurt Russell will have a cameo in Superman legacy and most likely be in Jor-El. How are we feeling about that? You guys kind of know if you follow me on Twitter, you guys know that eh, a little too on the nose, I think. I think it's just a little too on the nose when it comes to to him, because obviously the first thing I think about is if I hear about Kurt Russell being Jor-El is the fact that he was ego in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 just kind of like I'm not saying it's exactly the same thing because obviously it's not the same kind of character but it is a father of the main character of the movie and even there's some scenes in there I mean and let's face it when it came to him explaining things to Star-Lord hey who else did not get Man of Steel vibes and I'm not going to be one of those people like, oh, my God, James Gunn ripped it off. But, yeah, there was some similarities when it came to him explaining to Star-Lord. It was like Jor-El, you know, Russell Crowe's Jor-El explaining it to, to Cavill's Superman or Clark when they were on the ship, the scout ship. It's just kind of reminding me a little bit of the same. But, yeah, to me, a little too on the nose. But it's Kurt Russell. And if it, it does happen, fine. And I saw somebody earlier in the chat say would be kind of cool if he was more of a Jonathan Kent as opposed to a Jor-El. And I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, because that wouldn't be so on the nose. Make him Jonathan Kent. And then, of course, you kind of wonder, like, what? Is Jonathan Kent going to have the heart attack? Is he going to be around? Are they going to keep him this time around? Is he going to be around? That's what I wonder, too. That's another question I have when it comes to at least Jonathan Kent in the DCU. Is he going to be around? I, li I liked it when, when it came to Lois and Clark, where obviously both parents were still around. And they'd call him on the phone and everything. I always liked those scenes. So I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get that here. Or is there going to be some kind of death when it comes to Jonathan Kent? And maybe, you know, who knows? Who knows? But uh, how are we feeling about this? How are we feeling about uh, Kurt Russell? Funny how you were trying to sing Let It Go. And ended up getting... Oh, yeah, I got more Frozen. Yeah, I got more Frozen, right? Like I said, Kurt, yeah, Exactly. Rachel Zegler. Okay, nice one. Funny one, Axel. So, but yeah, so that, you know, again, I'm, I, I, I'd be okay with it, but it just feels like it's a little too on the nose. A little too on the nose, but I guess, you know, we'll find out soon, hopefully. Instead of Jarrell, perhaps they could give Kurt Russell an eye patch and call him Snake Plissken. Eh, he could be uh, Dito or whatever the hell his name is, you know, that pirate looking dude. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, they even talked about him doing another uh, escape from whatever and snake plissken that would be pretty sweet kurt russell should do one more snake plissken you know make it a trilogy make it a trilogy escape from new york escape from la and then just call the last one it'd be like old man snake plissken that'd be pretty sweet to be honest i like what you have to say right there i bad no man one bad no man a, a nomad i should say but then of course we have Deadpool 3, and we have some interesting developments when it comes to Deadpool 3. Oh, boy, do we have some interesting developments. So basically, a lot of, you know, scoopers were uh, got kind of fooled and trying to say like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is uh, things that we, uh, you know, that's been heard about and everything like that. But we had somebody right here. And this, of course, this is the Marvel Studios spoilers Reddit that basically had this post right here that was showing this, uh, I, I guess you could say, tweet or 
I don't know if this could be one of the other ones, could be threads, I don't know. But it says, this is my final leak ever. Just wanted to correct uh, something I said. It appears that uh, Alex from CC was right. The plan was for Manifesto, Mephisto, which, of course, that's been talked about since WandaVision, to buy the Avengers Tower. Also, Universe... 838 was part of Deadpool 3's plot, but they changed all of it in rewrites, so I guess his intel was just outdated. There was kind of like something when it came to to uh, to Universe three, uh, 838 and how that was supposed to be part of the story. There was going to be... Deadpool 3 was going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to like uh, talk about the, uh, the outcome of what happened in Multiverse of Madness. And we're going to do all that. But there's and then all of a sudden they say like, oh, yeah, but there was rewrites and they completely omitted it. Well, that was a bullshit thing right here, because now we have a confession. I got another confession to make. Yeah, that's right. Confession. The Deadpool 838 rumors are fake. I know because I made them up. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, months ago, during the strike and the height of the drought of news, I got bored and decided to make in in my view, obviously fake scoop for fun. It was a total joke. I sourced it as being from 4chan. It wasn't. I didn't even upload it there to pretend sourcing it. I just typed it in and loaded it up. I figured at most it would be a day of, lol, it's clearly fake. It wasn't even the regular subreddit because that was shut down due to the quantum mania script leak. That was a post, of course, you guys right there. Now, to me, and at the and at the board at the time, it was just a laugh. Clearly fake, not worth anyone's time, but a funny read. Until one strange thing happened. One random insig- in- insignificant detail. Almost immediately after the post was made, way too soon for them to have actually seen it, was supported by, can we get some toast? We know who that is. That Matthew McFadden's uh, character was a TVA agent named Paradox, and then it exploded. And I cannot stress this enough, I have no inside intel. Every word of it was fake and made up by me. I didn't even plan to have it listed as Paradox, or originally it was Auroboros. I guess if that's how you say Oh, I was looking at the game, sorry. Till I remembered he was uh, already in Loki, played by someone else. There's... Even a trace of it still in there. Why would Wade have a hard time pronouncing Paradox in the name uh, with the nickname Bob? Because that's a much more reasonable nickname for a guy named Auroboros. Auroboros. I'm probably saying a little gives me a little marble mouth. So instead, I selected the name immediately below his, uh, and then of course in the Marvel Wiki, and it's like Mr. Paradox. So there was also that part of it too. And then suddenly Alex Perez starts going on and on about how big the Scarlet Witch's role is and 838 and stuff from that post, and none of it is true. There was another similar 4chan post I shared later on the similar details, which was not made by me and actually from 4chan, but I still know it's fake because it made off of my total bullshit post. None of that shit happens in the movie. 838 being involved in any capacity is completely made up fiction by me. No Wanda, no J- Jimmy Woo, no nothing. It's total. It's all total bullshit. I figured I'd say this now since I've started to see, well, the 838 has been removed during the strike. That was the thing that we read earlier was before they were talking about the 838 and then all of a sudden they're saying like, oh yeah, it's been removed now. They removed it during the strike. Rewrites, whatever the hell. I saw it too and I was like, huh, interesting. So we were actually going to see more like like the outcome and they were going to show up and we were going to see like uh, again Mr. John Krasinski Reed Richards like spaghetti all over the place and blood and all the other fuckers dead what's his name dead everybody dead and I was like huh but they removed that that would have been it and I was like well that would have been kind of interesting but yep all bullshit everybody complete bullshit and this is one of those things man I tell you what anybody can make shit up Anybody can make shit up, and people do absolutely make shit up, and then sometimes it just, 
it captures something. And then some of these scoopers, when they are, of course, need something to boost their numbers, because obviously now they want to boost their numbers, especially since they can get paid by Twitter now or X or whatever the hell you want to call it. So naturally they're like, all right, we got to do something. But I mean, this is just scoop. Scooping 101 is funny because, yes, you can make up something. And if you actually put some thought into it, it could like like wildfire. It could just spread. It could just spread. It's absolutely fucking funny, like how this stuff can happen. But yes, so basically, to summarize what happened here is they that this guy right here, this confession, talking about Deadpool and 838 with Wanda in it and all this stuff. They were talking about, yes, this was gonna happen. We're gonna see what was gonna be happening when it came to the outcome of Multiverse of Madness. And then all of a sudden, when it came to the writer strike, they removed it. Oh, Kevin Feige strikes again. What is he doing? You know, and then so then, of course, now you got all these reports saying oh, I was removed. So another scoop. So it was like a scoop. And then another scoop was brewed from the fake scoop. And here we are. <laughs> and you got to love it. Can we get some toast? No. Can we get some legit fucking information? Right. Jesus. Ah. <sighs> And this shit's just going to keep happening. I mean, it's hard nowadays to know what's bullshit and what's not. Not just, I mean, even with the normal news, like all the shit that's happening with, you know, out in the world when it comes to politics. And of course, there's like the craziness that's happening, you know, in the Middle East. And when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to what's happening, you know, in Palestine and, and Israel and everything like that, it's like, it's... It's very interesting. Like, I don't know how people could take a side when all we're seeing is like, wait, is that real? Is that real? I mean, and it's way worse, of course, when it comes to entertainment, because it's like, is that real? Is that real? Who knows what's real? But don't believe everything you have to. Don't believe everything you read. OK, you just can't do that. You just can't do that. So anyways, so there you go. So that's what is happening. So we possibly might have a Kurt Russell Jorel. And then when it comes to the 838 when it comes to that universe, that's not going to be represented. It never was going to be represented in Deadpool 3. So don't even think that we're going to see like John Krasinski again or anything like that. Anything like that. Or see the aftermath of any of Multiverse of Madness. All right. Mr. Kevin Feige. All right. So what's going on with Kevin Feige? Well, he's been talking. He's been doing some talking. And then, of course, uh, a couple of days ago, this uh, article right here from Variety showed up. And he talks about, of course, the future of the MCU and a lot of things and barely scratching the surface, which interesting choice of words there. Kev. Here's the article right here. We've barely scratched the surface, Kevin Feige reflects on Marvel Studios' impact since Iron Man. Barely scratched the surface? You you don't even have Iron Man anymore. How how was that barely scratching the surface? So, yeah, 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 yikes. Anyways, Disney purchase of Marvel opened the door to live-action blockbusters, including 2019's Avengers Endgame, the second-highest-grossing film ever. And while some may bemoan... Superhero saturation, it's important to remember that a risk is what to build is was uh, to build a cinematic universe around comic book characters when Iron Man, the first film from Marvel Studios, premiered. 15 years, 31 movies, 25 TV shows, and nearly $30 billion later, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been often imitated, yet none have proven as successful. You hear that, Gun? Jimmy Guns? They're calling you out. No, they're not. They're just saying, like, nothing's been as successful, which is true. Nothing has been as. From the start, it's been guided by Kevin Feige, CCO of Marvel Entertainment and president of Marvel Studios, whose first producer credit was an associate producer on 2000's X-Men, and who is now coming full circle by bringing Hugh Jackman's Wolverine back in the fold with next year's Deadpool 3. Even after all this time, Kevin Feige says he remains as enthusiastic as the day he started. Here we got some quotes from Kev. Kev Feige. Kevy. Kevy Pants. I feel so lucky that I get to do this job. Every costume fitting... When we see the actors transform for the first time, there's always this moment of ah. It's so incredible to take these characters and bring them to life on screen. Makes sense. The franchise was restarted. Uh, 
let's see. Like, yeah, the franchise has restarted the careers of Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. I think Chris Evans, no. It started his career, I would say. Well, I guess I guess because he was in Fantastic Four. And then, of course, talking about everybody else. We've had a tradition at Marvel Studios that started with the very first Iron Man. For every new release, the cast, producers, director, and I will drop in on an opening night showing and watch the movie with fans. I like this. I like this right here. Feeling the excitement in the theater. Hearing cheers or gasps from the audience is always a reminder of what these movies and characters mean to fans. Being there on opening night for Avengers Endgame, hearing the crowds is something I'll never forget. Also, the feedback we received after Black Panther came out, never in my wildest dreams did I think it would have that the kind of impact it did. Uh, so, Dan, talking about that. So, yeah. Yikes. So, yeah, talking about all that. But that's not it. That's not all that Kevy Pants talked about, too, when it came to everything. That was just the main article right there and talking about that. But he does, like, again, the whole thing was like you barely scratched the surface. But I'm like, I think you scratched the surface a lot. I mean, again, you went through your whole Iron Man. Now he's dead. You have your Steve Rogers Captain America. Now he's not there anymore. So I think you've scratched the surface pretty well there, Kev. Uh, not to mention you had a, the Incredible Hulk do this crazy little thing and now he's you know um well he's smart hulk and we all love that right right we all love smart hulk you know he smart hulk smart okay um so uh, yeah i would say you definitely have scratched the surface but then he also talked about there was apparently some podcast or whatever the heck it was being spread around this weekend that he actually talked about how Secret Wars is going to act as a soft reboot for the MCU. Now, we've been talking about reboots, rebooting the MCU for a little bit. I think they should do a reboot before they bring in X-Men and Fantastic Four. I think that would be the smart way to go. That way you have a Marvel Cinematic Universe that has Tony Stark and Steve Rogers and a T'Challa and a lot of the characters while you also have your mutants and your Fantastic Four. I mean, I think a lot of us want to see Tony Stark and Reed Richards go back and forth with each other with some, you know, Peter Parker right there as well. I don't know. We just want to see something like that. So I think that's always been the smart thing to do, not to mention you can have a Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver back ask in their way that they should be and you can have that tie in all that stuff i mean i just think that's a smart way to go so yeah he definitely uh so there was that and uh what else was there there was some other things i wanted to talk about too that he even said hold on let me let me bring this up right here let me bring this up right here. Okay, so there's some other things right here. But, yeah, so basically saying that the there was, like, the somewhat reboot. Oh, yeah, and this was also funny, too. <laughs> this, this, this one made me laugh right here because apparently Marvel Studios reportedly thought they put out a banger when it came to Ant-Man 3, of course, Quantumania, and were shocked when it was panned by critics. I mean... Ant-Man is a likable character. Paul Rudd, love him. Love Paul Rudd. Loved the first Ant-Man movie. Second one didn't like really at all because they made him like a big dummy. And then, of course, they were like, all right, well, let's do this. And we're going to set up the new big baddie, which, of course, is Kang, which was already teasing Loki. And it just fell flat. And then it was kind of like, well, you had Kang. He's supposed to be the new baddie. But then you had Ant-Man defeat him, kind of, in a way. I mean, I know it was, I know some people, when I posted that, people were like, hey, it wasn't just Ant-Man. It was like Hank Pym. And, but, okay, I get it. But it's like you had this group of people that are, you know, a family that are just one, technically one character. I mean, of course, there's the Wasp, but they're all in the same group together. And it's like, well, if they're going to have Avengers take on Kang, it seems like it might be easy if they already you know, took out it. But then at the same time, you got the whole multiverse element of it. But it is just kind of funny uh, that it was mentioned right there that it was like, oh, they didn't think they thought that was going to be a real winner. OK, interesting. Very interesting. And then the biggest thing that uh, was also reported when it came to Kevin Feige, uh, try to find a source, but it was mainly just a tweet that I saw. I'm not sure it's true, but it actually sounds like it's true. Is the fact that getting a certified fresh Rotten Tomato score is reportedly very important to Kevin Feige. 
<sighs> and we already, you know, we saw that report earlier this year that some fuckery was happening when it, when it came to Rotten Tomatoes and, you know, paying critics and all that. And we've always suspected that the, something was happening when it came to Marvel Studios and making sure to, to sway these critics. And it's not, I mean, and, and paying off a critic is not just like, you know, yeah, 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 let me just, uh, yeah, let me get your Venmo. Well, you know, or uh, let, let me just send you an invoice or something. It's not just that. Paying off critics is also just sending them cool shit, as in cool merchandise shit. 100%. I mean, let's face it. We see that around there. We see people that, you know, that are on websites or have YouTube channels. They get sent some really cool toys. They review them. And then, of course, that might sway their review to be a little bit more positive than it actually is. I'm just saying it's very easy to sway like an influencer nowadays with with uh, sparkly looking toys. But, uh, yeah, so it was also reported with that. And I think that was pretty much it when it came to... Uh, things when it came to uh, Kevin Feige, they, you know, yeah, that's pretty much all I was kind of seeing out there. But yeah, Kevy Pants, Kevy, Kevy, Kevy Pants. Feige's the real Darth Humpla. Yeah, yeah, he might be. He might be. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so there you go. There you go right there. Now we got box office. All right. I know all you guys went out to go see the Taylor Swift movie, right? Right, the Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, or whatever the hell. You guys all went and see it, right? You guys were singing along. You were dancing out into the crowd and everything like that. I know you were because, well, I mean, it seems like, you know, a lot of people did because it did make $92.8 million at the domestic box office. So, I mean, obviously there was nothing else new that came out. But, uh, yeah, that's the one that made it. And then internationally, 123.5. It is pretty crazy. Taylor Swift. It's just pretty crazy what's going on. I still am disappointed, of course, about the creator. Uh, it costs $80 million to make. It hasn't even made that that much money back yet. It's just ridiculous. It's like, ugh, just terrible. But one thing I did want to talk about, though, before, like, the, when it comes to the Taylor Swift thing that a lot of people were complaining about, I saw it on my feed, was the fact that they actually had, uh, like, people at the, the movie theaters were treating it like a concert. So you had young girls on the you know just walking around the floor they were holding it they were dancing they were screaming they were doing all this kind of stuff um and just there was videos i saw a slew of videos talking about that and people shitting on it and my reaction to that is sure that sounds annoying as all hell but you're going to see a taylor concert a taylor swift concert on the big screen what do you expect's gonna happen seriously like they have every right to do that as long as it's fine and they're not like you know, fucking up the movie theater. There's nothing wrong with that to me in my eyes. I don't see anything wrong with them having a good time. Maybe they didn't, weren't able to go to a Taylor Swift concert. So this is the closest thing they get. So they're going to stand up. They're going to dance. They're going to sing loudly. They're going to do all kinds of stuff. Now, people in the next movie theater might be annoyed. And that's probably sure that could probably be annoying. But, you know, probably hopefully they didn't hear too much of that. But I'm just saying and people were complaining about that. It's like, yes, yeah, I can understand that being annoying. If they do that, if you go see, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon and people start doing that, sure, that's annoying. Nobody should be standing up and being like cheering and all this stuff like that. But if you're at a concert, <laughs> movie, theater setting, I mean, I remember, I remember like uh, uh, when Bohemian Rhapsody came out and a few of us went to go see another movie. I forgot which movie we saw, but then we saw that Bohemian Rhapsody was like, oh yeah, there's like, oh, it's the last part of Bohemian Rhapsody. So we, and they were doing like the sing-along thing. So we just like snuck into that movie theater and we were there for like the last part and we were singing, we were singing all the Queen songs and everything like that. So yeah, don't complain. Don't complain if you bought a ticket to Taylor Swift, the Eras tour and people were actually acting like it was a movie theater. Don't complain. I, I just say, yeah, I get it. Probably annoying, but hey, don't complain about that. Don't complain about that. It was just funny. I saw so many videos of people complaining about that. I was like, nah, they can't do that. Matthew Vaughn. All right, Matthew Vaughn, apparently, well, from what we heard, like, what, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, that he might actually have one of the projects, one of the DCU projects, and a lot of people are assuming that it's going to be the authority. There was uh, an article that came out that basically said that he couldn't direct the next James Bond movie because he has an obligation for the DCU. So a lot of us were thinking, okay, maybe he's just 
going to direct the authority. Cool. I could see it. I think he would be uh, a good choice when it comes to the authority. Seems like right up his alley. But Matthew Vaughn has a lot of projects, a lot of things brewing up right now. And this is, of course, coming from New York Comic Con where he did some talking about future projects. And then one particular thing that was kind of just like, whoa, that's out of left field. Matthew Vaughn talks kick-ass reboot why Argyle's author will become the J.K. Rowling of spy movies at NYCC. All right. So he also talked about Argyle because obviously that's coming out, which, yes, regardless of how Henry Cavill's hair looks in the movie, I am intrigued on the story and the little twist that's uh, part of the story. Matthew Vaughn revealed a kick-ass reboot is in the works, addresses challenges around working in the X-Men universe, and teased his upcoming spy thriller, Argyle, during his Saturday evening panel at New York Comic-Con. Vaughn appeared to talk about his library of work during the 45-minute panel, which ultimately dived into his experiences on several projects he did and didn't direct. The discussion was also full of project updates, including that he is working on a musical. Wow. Will return for, uh, of course, Kingsman 3, which I like the Kingsman movies, next year and has a new kick-ass with different characters in the works. Kick-ass sort of changed people's perception of what a superhero film is at that time, or, you know, was. So we'll be doing it again, so it's none of the characters from the other kick-ass, he said. We'd like to bring them back after the reboot. This reboot is just going off on a tangent that I can't really talk about now, but it's fun. Vaughn later spoke about a previewed uh, and previewed a clip of Argyle, his upcoming spy thriller starring Bryce Dallas Howard, Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Dua Lipa, and more at one point calling the process of breaking it a little odd. It was an odd time because when the book of Argyle's arrived, of Argyle arrived, as manuscripts, there's all this weird shit online saying it's not real. It's a real it's a real book, but I couldn't get get book one, he recalled. Breaking new IP, not many people will be bothered, but the studios are sort of leaning now that maybe you guys, the audience, do want original films. Yes! Yes, we do. Like the creator that people didn't go see. So he wanted to make it meta, and then, of course, call, you know, uh, how the wizards have, like, uh, went to uh, J.K. Rowling in book three, blah, blah, blah. He wants to do that. So talking about Argyle and Kick-Ass. And then it says right here, it was scary because then we couldn't get any distribution, all of that. Still continuing talking about that. All right. Now this is where it gets a little spicy when it comes to X3 or X-Men 3 or what ended up being X-Men last the last stand i went into one of the executives office and i saw an x3 script and i immediately knew it was a lot fatter i was like what the hell is this draft he went down you know because he was actually going to do that before he of course did first class don't worry about it and i'm like no no i'm the director i'm worrying about this draft he recalled he wouldn't tell me so i grabbed it literally and it was like a crazy moment opened the first page and it said africa storm kids dying of no water she creates a thunderstorm and saves these children vaughn admitted he found it a pretty cool idea, but once he learned what was going to happen to the script, his relationship to the project soured. I went, what is this? They said, oh, it's Halle Berry's script. I went, okay, because she hasn't signed up yet, but this is what she wants it to be, and once she signs up, we'll throw it in the bin. <laughs> I was like, wow. You're going to do that to an Oscar-winning actress who plays Storm? I'm out of here. So I quit at that point. <sighs> That's right, guys. Fox made a fake script that had Storm saving people in Africa, children in Africa who needed water. They were going to send that script to her. Apparently, that's what happened. They sent the script to her, so then she would sign on, and then they threw it away. They threw it away. Oh, that is, that is crazy. Gaslighting. <laughs> oh, my God. Shows you how shady 
shows you how shady these studios can get, you know? And good on Matthew Vaughn. Anybody who doesn't like Matthew Vaughn, that should score some points with you with Matthew Vaughn. The fact that he saw that and said, fuck this, I'm out, and didn't do X3, and it went to, uh, what's his name? Yeah, and ended up being one of the worst X-Men movies made, which is good, because if you hear this, and then, of course, Matthew Vaughn ended up coming back and doing First Class, which is one of the best X-Men movies ever made, right? But wow, shady, absolutely shady, man. Pretty crazy that that happened. But just kind of shows you just how shady these studios can get. Man, I'm wondering if like Halle Berry is ever going to like talk about that too. If she heard about that or, you know, ne you never know. I mean, of course, you got to take it with a grain of salt. This is just Matthew Vaughn talking about this. Who knows? I mean, we know that Halle Berry is going to be coming back at Storm in Deadpool 3. So maybe somebody will bring it up if they could, you know, obviously for the press junket, which hopefully that will happen. That would be interesting if she actually, if they actually bring it up, they actually bring it up. Who knows? All right, guys, let's get to the questions. All right, let's see what you guys have to say over in the Twitter world. All right, here we go. All right, send in the questions. We got Eric right here. Hey, Dave, you rep repeatedly said it looks like Zaslav's CEO future is in serious peril, but how about Iger? Yep. He's uh, he's got a foot out the door just as well. How soon do you see him getting the boot, or do you? You know, yeah, he's got his foot out the door too. They're both like in the same, same, uh, same category. Or I guess you could say just book their their foots out the door. Adrian, I feel like we do not need a reboot to the MCU yet. I believe there's a lot more storytelling yet to tell. Hopefully they don't reboot it. But what do you think, Dave? Well, I've already said it. I think after Secret Wars, they should before they bring in Fantastic Four and the mutants. Andrew, I truly expect the worst out of James Gunn alongside with his new DCU casting Kurt as Jarrell is the most laziest cast ever. Fire James Gunn. So we got another, you know person right here um i and i love the hyperbole the laziest casting ever uh like like explain yourself i mean it's kurt russell still like i think it's too on the nose when it comes to ego but the laziest cast ever oh god the hyperbole that that i get for people that absolutely hate james gunn is ridiculous and of course they want him fired and they probably want his dog to get kicked i don't know uh it's it's just deja vu for like when we like like when it came to Zack snyder back in like 2015 2016 it's crazy uh darkness under the wind dave question number one should kurt russell be in superman legacy as jor-el would you want him want to see more than just uh one scene of superman communicating with the hall yeah i'd actually prefer him now yeah, i actually like the idea of him being jonathan kent again to be honest um, let's see, uh, Daria said, question number two, if Deadpool three is somehow a flop or the story is bad, do you think the multiverse saga is even in more trouble? I mean, yeah, but I don't see it being a flop. I don't see, there's no possibility it's going to be a flop. Question number three, who do you believe deserves a show or movie the most in the DCU, Deathstroke or Deadshot? I think Deathstroke. Devon Wooter, Dave, did did, uh, did you hear that Best Buy will not allow people to buy their movies anymore? Are you surprised? No, I know they're getting rid of uh, physical media. Well, let's face it. I mean, Best Buy used to be Best Buy and Circuit City. Circuit City used to be my go to for physical media. But of course, I adapted to the digital media. I want to go back to the physical media. Um, I'm going to go back to the physical media. But I mean, I, it's it does make sense that they're doing it because they probably look at it as they're not selling anything. So I guess you're right about Zack Snyder and Rick and Morty movie. Now you become a celebrity now. And do you think Marvel studios will get backlash for reboot? Yeah, of course there'd be backlash. And thank you for saying that I'm a, I'm not really a celebrity, but Hey, it was pretty cool. Mr. Nobody. Hey Dave, I understand why a lot of people are upset with the MCU. Now I haven't seen the last few films and TV shows. I like the characters, but I just don't see the point. Is there still hope or is it too late? I feel like the three phases were 
a one-hit wonder and now it's gone. I mean, it might be, but, you know, they just got to rebuild it again. I mean, at one point they were, I mean, it was going to be, uh, you know, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man. They were going to be the new trinity, I guess you could say, of it. Kevin, glad you and Scott are doing a new Batman Superman Adventures for the DC animated stream. For me, it's the best season of BTAS for better stories and better redesigns, including the Joker. Yeah, we didn't really like how the Joker was redesigned. <laughs> we didn't like that. If you watched the stream last night, we definitely were we're not a fan of how the Joker looked. We're okay now when it came to when it came to other redesigns, but when it came to the Joker, not so much. Not so much. Uh, let's see. Kings of Movies Real of the Creator. The audience dancers have been hypnotized by Midsummer. Nice. Uh, Kurt Russell has swag. He does. I'm gonna draw Nightwing and Starfire doing something. All right. I don't know if anybody wants to see that. Uh, it sounds like you're Droga. Are you gonna might drawing some naughty shit? Is that what's happening? Ah, uh, movie stop is where. Okay. Anyways, guys. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. And that's not it. That's not the right button. Where's that? Or it didn't work. What the? Oh, you know why? That's why I had it on mute. Mess up. Anyways, guys. Subscribe to the channel. All right, now that's not working. Okay. I don't know. My tweet deck's not on my stream. There it is. Jesus. There you go. Subscribe. Follow me. Support the channel by Patreon. I try to put as much stuff on there. Of course, become a member if you want to become a member. Every Wednesday stream is just a members-only stream. So you can pick my brain a little more personal. So if you want to join that and support the channel by doing that, perfectly fine. But, yeah, follow me on all the other sock meds trying to post on everything more as much as possible so yeah members i'll see you guys on wednesday of course there'll be videos throughout the week and then of course i'll see you guys on friday for the vodka stream hey shamagic showed up what's going on sir always great to see you always love seeing your videos on instagram follow shamagic doing some great stuff magic tricks close-up magic really love that stuff so all right guys love you i'll see you members on wednesday and everybody else on friday talk to you later